ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Simba. Simba. That's right. Today we're talking the new Disney live-action Lion King, starring lions and hyenas. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to Pride Rock. Yeah, rawr, rawr. Well, before we get into some movie talk here, let's talk about what we're drinking this week. This week, Daniel, it was your turn to bring something for Drink and Tell. What did you bring us? Well, uh, this week I brought Out of Line by Rogue Brewing. This is like, you know... Located in Portland, I we haven't had them much on the show. I mean, like, I hardly ever drink rogue beer in general, but I thought, you know, might as well be time to uh, try something out. I think this is new. Mmm, that is tasty. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, West Coast IPA. Mm. Oh, that is pretty good. That is really good. Yeah, I just don't usually, I don't really love a lot of their mainline stuff. Like, I can't do much of, like, the what, the... The Dead Man's Ale, which I know is like one of their biggest ones. Yeah, that has some really good malt and bitter taste to it. I like it. Yeah, pretty good. Tropical citrus. Mm -mm. Mm. All right, cool. So what we're doing this week is we're going to break this up into two parts. We're going to talk about Comic-Con in a little bonus episode. So basically all the movie news, new trailers and everything that's come out is going to be in that episode. So we're going to go right into other movies we've seen this week and then start talking some Lion King. All right, sounds good to me. So I only saw two other movies this week other than Lion King. How many do you have, Daniel? I saw two as well. All right. Would you like to go first? Sure. So uh, the first movie that I saw, because I noticed that it got added to our movie locker, uh, we wa- or well, I watched A Bug's Life. And I had forgotten a lot of the details of this movie until like it started coming up. But I'm just like, man, I forgot about like the ladybug. And I don't know. There's so much to love in this movie. I, this is still a super solid follow-up, especially to Toy Story. I don't know. I just was laughing and had a great time re-watching this movie. Because it's been too long since I'd seen this one. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And I'm way overdue to watch it. I say it's one of my favorites, but I probably haven't watched it in like 10 years. I Yeah, it's been... It might be that long, but at least five years for me since I've seen it. But I completely forgot most of the details in this movie yeah it's a fun one though i really thought especially for uh their sophomore effort they did a really good job over yeah there absolutely. At Pixar. i know it's one of their underrated films but if you haven't watched bugs life in a while yeah, check kind, it out it's kind of the forgotten one but yes it's a, it's a good one it's, I, it's just weird that it is the forgotten one because it's their follow like people went to go see it but it's it's, it's still so good it's not a bad movie it's just forgotten yeah, so I guess I saw another classic this week from 1984. It was playing at a theater down the road here, our Academy Theater that we love. They were playing the original Terminator. So, of course, I had to go see it on the big screen. Of course. It's Terminator, right? Yeah. So, not going to talk much about it. I mean, we all know the story of Terminator. I will just say, some things I just love about this movie so much is, out of all the Terminators, it's still my favorite just because it's the most original as far as the storyline goes. Mm-hmm. I love Kyle Reese in this movie, like, Michael Bean, just playing that Kyle, Kyle Reese character, he just nails that role, and he's just so good in that role. 
And I love Linda Hamilton in this. It's fun seeing her story arc from the beginning of this film towards the end of it. And then, of course, you see her story arc grow even more in the second Terminator. Right. But, yeah, Linda Hamilton is great, as well as, of course, Arnold. And that police station scene still. Yeah, no, that's still <laughs> That great blew my mind scene. when I watched it. Now, I love the score to this movie, too. I mean, the same composer that comes back for the second one. But, yeah, he I thought nailed it with this one. All right, what else did you see, Daniel? Well, I saw a classic, just a different type of classic. I watched Taxi Driver. Oh. Uh, Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro, which is this Robert De Niro's first movie? No. No? He'd been, okay, well, it's still super young Robert De Niro, uh, but I'd never watched this movie before. I'd have to look it up. It might be the first time De Niro and Scorsese worked together. Okay. I forget if Raging Bull, let me look that up real quick. But go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So, yeah, like I'd, I'd always heard of this movie. It's been on my watch list. It's on the AFI Top 100. So my buddy uh, watched it and was telling me about it. I'm like, oh, I need to actually just sit down and watch it. So I sat down and watched it Saturday night. And it was really interesting. Not, I didn't know what I was expecting, but it's like not even what I expected. And I didn't really expect anything. Like it was just really interesting like moving. You just follow the Travis Mark, or Robert De Niro's character as he's kind of just like losing his mind from loneliness and depression. But it's it's pretty crazy. And one thing I'd like to say about it is my buddy Gavin, actually we were talking about it after I had sat down and watched it, and he mentioned something that I didn't realize. He's like, did you know, because like the score in it's really good, but something that he noticed that I didn't even realize was that when Robert De Niro is inside his apartment all by himself, there's no score, no nothing, it's just silence while he's sitting there by himself. So I'm like, oh, that was, I didn't notice that, but I'm like, that's really interesting to think about since he's slowly just kind of like going crazy. But yeah, I don't know. It was a really interesting movie. I definitely recommend it. I mean, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, I've never seen it. In fact, it's probably one of the top 10 of movies I'm ashamed to say I've never seen before because, yeah, I don't know how I've never seen that movie, but just haven't. Yeah, and I think this is the second time they've been here. They did Mean Streets back in 1973. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's got De Niro and uh, Harvey Keitel in it. I saw that recommended to me after I finished Taxi Driver on Netflix. And yeah, both of them are going to be in The Irishman coming out this fall, which right. I am so excited for. But yes, I it is on my list to see. I should, especially if it's streaming, just watch it. Yeah. I bet I was saying earlier in the year that I was going to go watch all the Scorsese's films, and I've not quite started that yet. Well, you focused on Quentin Tarantino instead. Yeah, I kind of that got pushed to the side for Tarantino. Okay, well, yeah. Any other last thoughts on it? Uh, no, I don't know. It's just a really interesting movie, and it's kind of just—it's just crazy. It's kind of like a fever dream. What do you think of Jodie Foster, young Jodie Foster? Um, I I guess I knew that was Jodie Foster only because there's American Dad episode about them making that movie. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It was, I heard character is interesting, not what I was expecting. I knew that like the young Jodie Foster was somewhere, but it was kind of surprising she didn't show up for like a, what felt like a long time into the movie. Okay. Like yeah, it's just the movie goes in like three sections, and it's really I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. You just need to watch it. Okay. All right. Well, cool. So, I was assigned to film last week. Daniel assigned me this little film that came out a couple years ago, part of the DC. Superhero universe, whatever they call theirs. I don't even think they call it it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. They were when it came out, though. Yeah. 
A little film called Suicide Squad. You're welcome. <laughs> so, my thoughts on Suicide Squad. All right. Um, yeah, Suicide Squad. Sorry, I'm going to pull up the info. Yeah, Suicide Squad here, starring yeah, Will Smith, Margot Robbie, uh, Viola Davis, which I didn't know she was in this. Neither did I know uh, David Harbour was in it as well. I didn't know until you texted me that. My- Jared Leto. Yeah, Commons in it. Bunch of people. But yeah, Suicide Squad. So yeah, I I heard nothing but bad stuff about this from those part. I did hear, you know, you'd hear some people like, oh my gosh, that movie was great. You know what you're talking about. But on the other other side, I'd be like, no, the movie was terrible. It's sitting at like, what, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. I hope so. So very, very low. It won an Oscar. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> is a winner of an Oscar, which, what, best like costumes, costumes or something? Something like that. Like So now I guess to say it gets an Oscar, but I'm like, ugh. It's horrible. Yeah, I was going to look that up beforehand. Let me see here. Best achievement in makeup and hairstyling. All right. I mean, I will say I did like the characters in this. There is some positive. I enjoyed the characters quite a bit. Now, I don't know anything about Deadshot per se. I guess it was he in the animated series of Batman back in the day. I don't know if he was in the original, and and but he's like appeared in a lot of like animated DC movies. And I think one of my favorites was. Uh, I think you had it. it was like that like anthology of just like different animated Batmans and different like art stylings. He was in one of the shorts for those. Okay. I forgot what that collection was called, but yeah, I don't I don't remember offhand. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So yeah, I because I, I I it seemed like Will Smith just being Will Smith. Right. So I'm not really sure how well he nailed this character. But M- most would say not at all. Okay, I would say he was entertaining at least. Right. Uh, I thought they did a good job of C- Killer Croc and his makeup. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, I'm not really sure who the other characters are. Like you've got another Human Torch character from in this. Yeah, I think he was just called like Inferno or something. I don't know. And then of course you got Harley Quinn, which I will say Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. I thought she nailed it. She was my favorite part of this whole movie. I loved watching her on screen. And then you yeah. have Jared Leto as the Joker, who a lot of people trash. I actually don't think he was that bad. He's in the movie just a little bit here and there. I watched the extended edition, so what I hear has a lot more Joker scenes in it than the theatrical cut. Yeah, you're a brave person. But I thought he was fine. Again, he's I like Heath Ledger better. I mean, Heath Ledger, even Mark Hamill, they both raised the bar really high for this character. Right. But I don't think I would not I would not put him in the category of suck. I don't think he sucked. I just you know, he's not as good as them, but he, he was fine. Okay. All right. But yeah, Margot Robbie was definitely my favorite to watch on screen. I loved her. I loved her outfits. <laughs> oh, did you love her outfits? Oh I did. Those <laughs> was shocker. Those shorts. Whew. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's Margot Robbie. She's not only a great actress, but she's just stunningly beautiful as well. I mean, you're not wrong. No, <laughs> not wrong at all. Uh, I'm trying to think because yeah, the plot is like, all right, we got these like bad guys. We can use them to help us. And yeah, so I guess they're taking on this witch and her brother. Right. Which I guess the, the part that was kind of weird is I like the part where like Human Torch dude is like taking on her brother witch. Mm-hmm. And... Th- was the, explo- the explosion was supposed to go off like below the building, right? I think so, like in the sewers, right? But they're like at the top of the building, and like I don't know, it just it's just as weird because like explosion goes off, the ground below him crumbles, and like he's just gone forever. How does that kill him? I don't know. He's very very powerful. How does that just kill him? It, I don't know. 
I don't know. You're either. asking for logic, Jordan. Did you see much logic in the, even the storytelling? Not too much. No. I will say I got a little bit, little bored in the second act. Like when they're just wandering the streets, I got pretty bored around that time. I did like that little uh, powwow on the bar where it's just all of them talking to the bar before they go into the third act. Right. I thought that was fine. But yeah, and I did like seeing Ben Affleck, sh- uh, Batfleck show up in this. Yeah. His scenes were good. I forgot about that. So it had good, I liked the characters overall, and it had a couple moments here and there. Overall, my favorite was definitely Harley Quinn. I don't know if I were to grade this movie out, I would still probably say, uh, I don't think it was terrible, terrible, but it's still like D plus, C minus range. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's like a complete F, but it, it it definitely was good in the visuals of a lot of things. But, but the question is, would you ever watch this again? Uh, maybe if I'm doing like a DC marathon, sure, but probably not. Probably not, not, especially with like the new one coming out is like a soft reboot of it anyway. So, and with, James Gunn probably do a better job than whoever the hell. I can imagine he, James Gunn will do a lot better job. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, Suicide Squad. I've finally seen it. I will say, it was nice to just finally see Margot Robbie in the character because. Like I was saying, she was my favorite part of it, and it was good to finally see her in the role. Yeah, I guess because you haven't seen her. Because I've in only any... seen her in like photos and like short clips or trailers for the movie, so it was good to see her in the role finally. And I thought she killed it. And if they ever do other movies with her as Harley Quinn, which I think that she is slated yeah, for more. Birds of Prey is Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn in it. Yeah, she will hopefully nail it again because I enjoyed her. Hopefully. All right. Well, moving on here. Mm-mm. You don't have anything else? No, that's all I saw. Okay, well then, moving on here, let's get into some Lion King. Insert, I don't actually know the words. I should, but I don't. That's always what I sang it as a kid. So here we are, The Lion King, the third live-action adaptation of a Disney classic to come out this year. And not the last. And not the last. (laughs) Well, we got a sequel to one, yeah, Maleficent. Right. Coming out here at the end of the year. But yes, we are at The Lion King, written by Jeff Nathanson, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, I gotta say, this is probably one of the easiest scripts to write, because it's literally the same script as the cartoon, and you just add a few more lines in here and there. Yeah, you know, it blew it blew my mind when you said, you know, that they didn't like, or at least they may he might have gotten a writing credit for the original in this new one, but he's not the featured writer of the movie. No, but instead they brought in the writer of Speed Two, Rush Hour Two and Three, Pirates of the Caribbean Five, and Indiana Jones Four. Jesus, why would you even work? How does that guy have a job? Well, th- to be <laughs> fair, he did write the script for Catch Me If You Can, which is a great movie. <sighs> okay, yeah, but like one great movie, anybody can do one great thing in their uh, life. <laughs> but <laughs> So yes, uh, directed by John Favreau, director of the legendary Iron Man, as well as the Jungle Book from 2016. Right, which I've still never seen. So, no? No. You never saw it? Nope. Oh, go watch it, it's good. I, I enjoyed that one. So, I guess the nutshell for this story here is, after the murder of his father, a young lion cub prince flees his kingdom. Not so much flees as gets chased by hyenas that are trying to kill him. 
Out in the world, he learns the true meaning of bravery and responsibility. If by bravery you mean eat slimy bugs, and by responsibility you mean lounge around by the pool with a warthog and a meerkat, then sure, why not? Yeah, it's pretty much Lion King. Yep. So, Daniel, what were your going-in thoughts on Lion King? Well, like a broken record, because Disney makes me have to do this four times a year, I guess. But I'm a... (laughs) I'm, I never look forward to these. I am in the firm belief that this is like Disney releasing straight-to-DVD sequels to their classics. They're just cheapening the, their IPs by just making every single one of them a, like, quote-unquote, live-action adaptation. Like, I never look forward to these. I'm just going to be pleasantly surprised if it's not terrible. And this one's more, one of the more ones that I was, like, 100% against. I guess I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I didn't start enjoying myself till about halfway through the movie, though. But, you know, I got into it towards, like, the last half of the movie. Like, the second half of the movie. But, you know, so... That, that like, it, it's a, it's fine, I guess. That's my general... <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm kind of on the same page as you are, is I really don't look forward to these. They're kind of like you hear announcement of another one, you're just kind of eye roll. Like it's just kind of like, all right, we'll see. I'm not looking forward to it, but if it's good, it's good. I mean, Dumbo he, and Aladdin both kind of surprised me, being better than they should have been. Right, but at the same time, it's like what you're looking for in this movie is like I already know that I've seen the best version of this movie already. So right. at bet, like what you're hoping for is like these are going to be adequate at best. Yeah, is how I see. I, I will say I was pretty sold by that first trailer when that first teaser trailer came out, and you got the song, and you hear James Earl Jones's voice. I was getting goosebumps off that. I mean, that was some pretty good stuff. And I will say, you know, I knew it was going to be probably a shot for shot remake, just like some of these other ones have been, like Beauty and the Beast. But I still like, you know what? It'll still be kind of fun to go see. John Favreau did a good job with Jungle Book. We'll we'll just wait and see. Right. And yeah, sure enough. That's what it was. Shot for shot remake, although somehow 30 minutes longer. Yeah, that's something I didn't even realize until like, we were showing up at the theater. I'm like, did you know this was two hours? And you're like, yeah, I saw that when I bought the ticket. Yeah, <laughs> that just, that's just kind of blows my mind how like there really weren't any new scenes, new songs. They even shortened a Scar's song, and we still had a 30-minute longer movie. Yeah, they did shorten Scar's song. Extra shot of bugs and stuff like that. I don't know. They expounded on what we've already seen a little bit here and there, which adds the extra 30 minutes, but you don't get anything new. Right. And I will say this movie was beautiful. I mean, it is crazy to see how far along CGI has come. This movie looks good. From just the landscape to the animals. I mean, in the Jungle Book, the animals look good. I think... It's even gotten better in three years since we've seen that. Yeah. What are you looking at? I was actually trying to figure out because, like, going to like, I think, like, I think you said that is a hundred percent CGI. Like, there's no actual landscape or anything. So there are a couple shots that I'm like, well, that looks like they just like, you know, like was real without any CGI. But I was still don't know how much of it. Like, if it's just a hundred percent CGI landscape, obviously the animals and everything, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like, because it, I think this is 100% CGI, and yeah, the, like, it does look breathtaking. The animals look great, but also, that's kind of, I still remember the trailer, and I'm like, oh, a live-action warthog does not look appealing. No. <laughs> I will say that was one area 
with some of the animals, like, yeah, poor little Timon is just ugly as hell. <laughs> I thought Timon was fine. Or, excuse or, me, um, Pumba? Pumba, yes. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh, like, ugh, gross. Yeah, he it looks like, disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, the problem with this is there's just there's not much facial expressions in this. And so would you rather these live these what look like live action animals, would you rather them have animated facial expressions or just move their mouths like a normal animal would? That's a kind of a tough one. Because yeah. would it look you get more emotion out of them, but at the same time would it just look too cheesy too cheesy that it would take you out of that emotion? Right, yeah, like you're trying to, you're kind of like walking into the uncanny valley, at least for animals. And it's just, it's weird, because, yeah, like when they move their mouths, they move it like an animal would, but when they're talking, it doesn't quite line up a lot of the time, it felt like. No. Yeah, I I don't know. It it was fine, like you said, it was fine, but I so prefer the cartoon over this. There, I mean, again, as far as like some likes go, definitely the mind-blowing CGI. And I, I did kind of like, again, just some good visuals. Like Timon right. and Pumbaa's like, world that they live in is cool, just looks nice. Yeah, I mean, All they're the a little oasis. Yeah, that stuff looks good. And yeah, I guess as far as voices go, I actually thought Seth Rogen was a better Pumbaa voice in this one than the cartoon. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Seth Rogen as him. I Yeah, I enjoyed the Pumbaa and Timon in this movie a lot. Everybody else was fine. James Earl Jones is back. Although it's kind of strange, though. You can definitely tell his voice is kind of worn down in 25 years. It's not that brute voice he had 25 years ago. But is it that, or did he just phone it in for the paycheck? Well, a little of both, probably. Probably a little of both. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's probably closer, like, mid to late 70s. Right. He's getting up there. I don't know. His voice just wasn't as brute and just like, didn't have that, like, you know. The extra oomph to be like, I'm the king of exactly. rock. It just wasn't quite there. It was pretty close, but not quite. Right. So, but still, you have Daniel Jones, which who else? I couldn't imagine anyone else voicing Mufasa. I will say I miss Jeremy Irons in this. Yeah, I mean. As Scar. I thought Scar himself was good. Um, I liked the voice actor. It's just, I mean, I don't know if it's, if, I mean, that is like one of my few dislikes, though, is the Be Prepared song. So grand, like it's so like grandiose in the animated one. And they, like I said, they shorten it. They play it down so much. It's like they muddled the best song in the movie, it felt like. So I was very disappointed with that because that is probably the best song in the original. And yeah. I've asked a couple people, and they're like, no, yeah, that's the best one. So I'm like, okay. So it wasn't just my favorite song. It's like pro- most people view it as like probably the best song. Mm. And it's just and it's just like they cut it down to like real basic. They muddle it a lot. It's just not as grand as it should be, I feel. No, I agree. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of the songs. They, so the opening song just sounds the same. You've got I'm Going to Be a Mi- or I Can't Wait to Be King. Definitely like the cartoon version of that better. Yeah. Just everything going on with... I didn't... I think the visuals of the cartoon are just better as that song's going on. Yeah, and one of the things to say about that one is just, like, I didn't really like the, like, the younger versions. At least they're, like, well, they're voice actors slash they're singing doubles when they're younger. Like, I didn't... Simba and Nala. Yeah, Simba and Nala, especially Simba. Like, when it goes... 
you know, in Akuna Matata when he finally goes from like young Simba to like Donald Glover. I'm like, okay, at least Donald Glover is a singer. He know he can hit yeah. those notes. No, and that was actually a pretty funny part of the movie. I liked it is when he kept just singing the song, singing the song, and they were like Timon and Pumbaa making remarks about him <laughs> singing yeah. it and never stopped singing it. There's some funny lines there. Yeah, but, but yeah, just, Donald Glover is adult Simba. I liked that quite a bit, actually. Yeah, it's just like the younger person. Like, I didn't think their voice actors, at least for Simba, I didn't like his voice actor that much. And like, whatever, if he the kid was actually singing or if he had a, a singing double for younger Simba. But I'm just like, ah, it just, he, it wasn't doing it for it me. There's no JTT. Yeah, I mean, Justin <laughs> John Taylor Thomas. Um, that was actually his first movie, wasn't it? I no, he's so. in Home Improvement. Well, that's not a movie. Well, nah, he was <laughs> no, nah, because that came, home room was in '91. Nah, he was in other stuff. Maybe. I don't know, but yeah, he, so he was just, huge back then as a child star. Yeah, and it's just uh, so I didn't really love like the younger, um, singing voices or the voice actors of Nala and Simba, but once we got to older like Simba with Donald Glover actually a singer, like I think that <laughs> that was like an extremely like polar opposite difference so i did appreciate that yeah the only i'm saying john oliver what you think of him as zazu i thought he was fine too yeah i could not re- what is he from he just has like john oliver like minute thing he's, he's a comedian has like 30 minute shows where he's okay bashes politics because i did i did really like his zazu i thought that his zazu was great so yeah, so yeah, I guess we got James Earl Jones, uh, John Oliver, Seth Rogen, and Donald Glover were probably my favorites of the voices. Right. Beyonce was fine. I I gotta say I did not like their their version of uh, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" though. Did not like that. Yeah, I, that's. It's just the hardest part of those movies. Like I I know I've already seen the best version of. And it. why is the whole like? Can you feel the love tonight? Romance stuff going on in the daytime. It's so much I, more effective at night. You're, I would say you're right, and it's just a like, can you feel the love tonight? But you're like, I remember you're just like sitting, and you're just like, it's daytime. Like, why is this not taking place at least at twilight? Like, it's, yeah, ma- it's ma- broad daylight. Imagine the Magic Carpet Ride song, I Can Show You the World in the Daytime. Just wouldn't be the same. It's way more powerful at night. Yeah. And it's especially when the song's singing about nighttime. Right. I didn't even think about that till afterwards. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Can you feel the love today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work no. as well. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. There's really much to talk about. There's nothing to spoil. I mean, we've all seen the cartoon from e- 25 years ago. Everybody and their grandma has seen it. I l- found out while doing research, Lion King, the number one best-selling home video of all time. Like Daniel said, everybody and their grandmother has seen it. So... We've all seen it. There's nothing to spoil. Personally, I prefer the cartoon more. It's 30 minutes shorter. And if anything is going to make me emotional, it's going to be the cartoon. This one just didn't get me very emotional. Even uh, Mufasa's death didn't even do anything for me. No, I know. Like, yeah, it's just like you you get like the inflection and like the voice, but without those facial expressions to like drive it home, it doesn't it doesn't have nearly as much effect. It just didn't work. I don't know. It just didn't work for whatever reason. I think it is just the facial expressions in the first one since it's animated. You I, see I, will, I will say visually, visually, I like the hyenas. They were menacing. Yes. I thought the comedy between the hyenas was pretty funny. Yeah. I gave him a bubble. Get out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the hyenas. Yeah, they looked really, like, they actually looked pretty freaky. I laughed here and there. I feel like our group laughed the most in the theater. There were a lot of times where our group would laugh and nobody would laugh at anything. Yeah. Then a couple times, just it only happened a couple times in the whole theater where everybody would laugh at once. But yes, I will say Timon and Pumbaa, and we'll, we'll get this, we'll wrap this up here. So visuals were great. Timon and Pumbaa were good. Did you have any big surprises? What was your biggest surprise? You gotta have something still. My biggest surprise. Uh, did you want to walk out at any point? Ah, uh, man, I couldn't really tell. Like again, <laughs> this is like I went with a group, so I that automatically disqualifies me to want to walk out. Or I mean, I want to walk out sometimes, but I don't. Um, the biggest thing that made me want to walk out was like two hours. Come on. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, like, once it started getting going, like, the first half, I'm just, like, bored. I'm like, I've seen this. Like, I've literally seen all of this, you know. But once Timon and Pumbaa showed up, I'm like, okay, now I'm having fun. It got, it got a little more exciting, it. yeah. Yeah, and I really liked the Timon and Pumbaa in this movie. Like I said, like, those were my highlight characters. Is they had some fun riffs. They um, had a hilarious joke uh, based in Beauty and the Beast, which I thought was great. Um, they, yeah, they were just the highlights. They were fun. They had new lines for each other. I would say, actually, I wrote in my highlights was Pumbaa's song when he's talking about when he was a young warthog and you just see this tiny little cute baby pig. Adorable. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I can't, I don't really, I guess that's my biggest surprise that Timon and Pumbaa were actually funnier than the originals, I thought. But it's, I don't know, like you said, like we've seen this movie. It's the exact same movie, so there's no surprises anywhere. Um, I guess the visuals are just, like they were, I mean, they looked good in the trailer, so I was expecting them to like bring those out, and they did. Um, I would say a highlight was a highlight was actually a shot uh, when they get back to Pride Rock when they like when they first get back after leaving like Timon and Pumbaa's home, and you see like that huge shot of them far away from pride rock and the wasteland. I thought that was a really cool shot. Really good imagery there. I liked that shot. That shot like stuck with me. I like that a lot. All right. Yeah. As far as visuals go, or excuse me, as far as surprises go, big standout moments. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Nothing really surprised me because there, I guess maybe the surprise was there were no surprises like new scenes or new songs added. I guess that, I mean, yeah, the only new song I noticed was the yeah, Beyonce Because when, when I saw this was going to be 30 minutes longer, I'm like, well, they had to have added like a new song or something. I thought they were going to like smash it full of songs. I'm like, no, all the same songs. The only other song that I noticed was the Beyonce song, but that was just, like as they were running back to Pride Rock. Like it was a little a little montage song. Like wasn't hardly. What did you think of that one visual of his uh, his hair going through the air, getting eaten, being digested? And then finally the monkey finds it, Rafiki. I was really confused because I didn't remember that from the original. I'm like, why am I watching his tuft of hair fly around? And then you watch it get pooped out. And I'm like, why is this still a scene? And then eventually Rafiki finds it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Speaking of Rafiki, we, we we see him in this. And he seems to be in all the same scenes, but he less dialogue for some reason. I guess that would be a big surprise is, yeah, he doesn't have hardly any dialogue. Like, he doesn't speak, he speaks, like, a paragraph to Simba, and that's really all he says. But, you know, in the beginning, like, he speaks in the beginning, he just, like, speaks throughout the movie when you see him, but... I just watched, uh, 
I do like that moment too with him talking to his father in the clouds and thunder, and you can kind of see the outline of the lion's head in the clouds when there's right. thunder stri- striking. That was kind of cool. Again, just good visuals that this movie had. So yeah, I mean, I'm ready to wrap this up already. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I guess just ending thoughts is like it's it like, like I said like at best these are going to be adequate, and I thought this was adequate. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But going in, I'm like, I know I've already seen the better version of this movie. It's just like, that's kind of how it is for all of these movies. While I can still enjoy them, like, I still really enjoyed Aladdin. I think I enjoyed Aladdin. Well, and a I think that's more. why I like Dumbo a lot, is they changed a lot of stuff and just added, told the story differently. Yeah, they made a new story, like, a new story that hits the same beats, but. And they kind of did that a little bit, tiny bit in Aladdin, but overall, definitely between Aladdin and li- between cartoon Aladdin, live action Aladdin, Aladdin any day. Right. Between cartoon Lion King and live action Lion King, definitely cartoon any day. Dumbo, I could go either or with. Because you at least get something different with each. Right. Which I think would be the best thing for Disney to do. But they're like, no, we just want shot for shots. But I'm like, if you're doing that, then I know I've already seen the better version. But at least when you with Dumbo, like you said, you get something different. So you has more replayability to choose the live action over the, di- like the animated one. Yeah, I, I will say the best I've ever seen this movie... So I saw it as a kid in theaters, and then, of course, we had it on VHS, and we watched the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. But then a few years ago, they re-released it in 3D, which you're kind of like, well, how, it's a 2D cartoon. How, I don't know how to explain it. Other than this movie looked so sharp in 3D on the big screen, maybe like some mountains were a little more in-depth in mm-hmm. the background, but this movie looks so sharp, uh, sharp as I've ever seen it. Okay. And that's been my favorite Ever, time ever watching this movie was in theaters a few years back when they re-released in 3D and I wish they would have just done that again that hopefully they will because that would be so cool to go see again in theaters yeah because you're telling me about that and like that sounds awesome but yeah as far as grading this out and everything like that um so yes we got Disney's The Lion King visually amazing at least half of the voice actors worked fine Timon and Pumbaa were good so, I don't know, I guess I gave it six and a half out of ten, because it did run a little longer, mm-hmm. should not have been 30 minutes longer, but again, we've seen the better version. Overall, I think I just I think I just give it a straight up C+, grade-wise. Like, it's good, but the better version's the cartoon, and I don't know, why spend two hours watching this when you go watch the cartoon that's an hour and a half long and better? Yeah. So, yeah, I give it C+, average, very average. I'm going to give it, entertainment-wise, five out of ten. Like, that's... Like, it's very, like, it's adequate. That's a five. <laughs> you know, there's no new stuff in it. You get, don't even get new songs, like one new song, I think, and that's it. And then all the existing songs are greatly muddled, I thought. Yeah, so definitely, five, definitely no shallow in this movie. Yeah, like, five <laughs> out of ten for entertainment-wise. And I'm just giving this a solid C. Like, it's fine, but it took me half the movie to get into it. And I'm just like, and it's still, a, I've already seen this movie. Yep. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was like saying lines before they were coming up in my head. Yeah. And then once in a while, I'd get surprised when they actually changed one a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, it was always just a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, okay. so that's, that's, my, well, that's my grade. Well, we have a C and C plus for Lion King. So, yeah, I would still say, if you want to see it in theaters, go check it out. It doesn't hurt still. I mean, it's visually breathtaking. Yeah, if you're expecting to see Lion King, you're going to see Lion King. And I think a lot of people did see it in theaters. The thing made 185, 190 million over the weekend. So Oof. people got it already it, worldwide. It's already passed half a billion. 
just opening weekend. So That's... people are definitely into The Lion King still. Right. But like you said, highest selling VHS, at least Disney-wise. Yeah. So, cool stuff. All right. Well, Daniel, shall we get into some Rotten Tomato gambling here? Yes. So last week, we gambled on Rotten Tomato score for The Lion King. That's right. I bet 60%. Yep. And Jordan bet 62%. And at, at the time of recording, it was 61, right in the middle. Just, so, mm. where did it Oh, Where did it go? Did it go up? Did it go down? Did it go all around in the circle of life? Well, Jordan, am I pulling it up? Do you got it pulled up? You can pull it up. If we were professional, we'd already have it pulled up. But the Ron Tomato score for. Oh, man. Lion King oof, has gone down to 53%. 53? Oh, man. I thought for sure it would at least be just a barely fresh movie. Well, 53%, and the audience score went up to 89 because last time it was at 85. Okay. All right, so audiences are liking it. And that's with three... I mean, I think with, I mean it's not surprising with critics. They're just the same thing we're talking about. Like We've already seen this. Yeah, and we've the already better seen version. the better version. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's with 319 right. critic well, scores. That makes Daniel the winner. So Daniel, you get to assign me a movie. Oh, man. You know, I was going to assign you the way, way back because you never seen it. I even went to my girlfriend's house to grab it, and it's still at home. And you forgot it. And I forgot it. Wow. I mean, I might add it to Movies Anywhere because it's that good. Uh, well, if you got a code for it, you might as well. Yeah. Uh Man. So, so is that what you're signing? Since you're gonna go home and add the code? Yes. All right. You know what? I'll I'll get a code up. But yes. So I'm gonna just assign you the way way back because it's a I think it was a Sundance movie or like some indie film that came out a few years ago. It's got Sam, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Great performance. Love in there. Sam Rockwell. It's probably the best. Character. Yeah. I wanted to see this and I just didn't get around to it. But yeah. All right. So yeah. Cool. I just remember way, seeing way the trailer for this. And I was just like, I want to see that movie, but it never came to anywhere near us. And then I saw it on sale for on DVD. I'm like, I know I'm gonna love this movie, so I bought it. And I watched it the same night. I'm like, yes, that movie was great. Score. It's nice when that happens. All right, so this week, I was gonna say we could gamble on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I kind of don't want to know what the score is to that. I accidentally already saw it today too. You son of a gun. You want to know what it is? No. It's positive. I just said I don't want to know. Sixty-three percent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you I was thinking, me, like, oh there's a movie called Skin coming out next weekend. I have no idea what it's about. I just know the poster's got a dude full of tattoos. Um, we could watch a quick trailer for it and then like decide off the trailer what it might be. Sure, sure. You want to do that? Yes. All right, and we're back. We've both seen the Skin trailer now. So, based off the trailer, I mean, it definitely looks one of those like... Low budget. Was that A24 produced? I think so. Low budget, A24 produced. Low low budget, real intense, real intimate, real dark subject matter. Or at least real serious subject matter. What will the critics think of it? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it looks like it could potentially be really well made and a good story. I don't know if it'll be something all critics. I don't know. Should we write down our scores? Uh... Yeah, we should write them down. Should write them down. Um, Just write yours and <laughs> I don't have anything to write on. Write it on a box right now. Very DIY. <laughs> All 
I wrote it on a box. All right, give it my. That's <laughs> why you bring pad and paper, Daniel. Jeez. I know. I mean, I could have just wrote it on my uh, my Comic Con. All right. Ready? Ready. I said eighty. I said seventy. All right. It's kind of playing it safe. Like I don't really know where this is gonna go. So it's te- a solid ten difference. So it could go either way. Do you want to look it up real quick? Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. 2019 skin. Rotten Tomatoes. It's currently at an 87% with 15 reviews. Okay. Well. So it's looking good for you, Jordan. Looking, looking good. Looking good for Jordan. But, you know, lock of change in a week. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect Lion King to go down. I thought it was going to go up. No, yeah, I thought it would stay the same or maybe go up just a tad. I did not see it going down that, like, 8% percent or so yeah. or whatever it's yeah. kind of crazy all right well that wraps up our review for disney's the live action lion king yeah next week we'll be back with i don't know about daniel but at least my number one anticipated movie of the year quentin tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood so yes i cannot wait to see that and talk about it yeah no i cannot wait and technically it wasn't my most anticipated it chapter two was but when the trailer starts coming out and i every time i watch i get more and more excited so it's definitely up there for me too and i could see this being the best movie of the year but we'll see yeah, we need that because this has been a pretty mediocre year so far yeah i mean we, there's some good we've seen some good stuff but not great stuff we've seen a few great things i think and but i do think uh once upon a time in hollywood will probably be like the first really notable great movie we're gonna see i think so all right well why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find us online at Twitter and Instagram. Movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of The Lion King. Loved it, hated it, decided to stay home and watch the DVD instead. Let us know. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Thanks for sharing it with friends and family. We appreciate it. It definitely helps the show grow. And we'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.